Warning, this podcast is rated not safe for work for profanity, sexual innuendo, and general silliness. Welcome to the Macaw Academy. I'm hot garbage. Yeah, we knew that. I'm back. I'm not dead. Brandy is back. I mean, Brandy I... is back. And she she's bringing sexy back. No, she's not. She's wearing her grandma flannel pajamas. Hey, I'm not here to kink shame. Actually, it's kind of <laughs> low cut, so it's still kind of sexy because like it feels any. like you could pop out at any moment. No, not if I don't have titties. You can't pop like anything out. There's no titties there. You still have nipples? Come on now. Okay, barely. Okay, guys, we did not have a pre-recording meeting, so we are going to piece together this shit. We're to- hot garbage today. I'm we really sorry. do need to have a meeting about the event we're doing in seven days, though. What's the event in seven days? Fuck, wait, what day is that? The 10th. 10th? Okay, never mind. I won't be sad. 10th at 10. The 10th at 10. Y'all are trying to fucking murder me. Well, it's Tara's last How? day of her college classes, so we're going to celebrate because she's in our top tier with her twin, and we are going to watch History of the World Part 1. And how long is this? I don't know. Random regular movie time? 90 minutes, maybe? Oh, my God. Let us go to the Googs. I think it's really, really funny because you can just fall asleep with your screen on. It'll be fine. It's going to happen. I work at 4 a.m. <laughs> Y'all are just going to watch me sleep. It's fine. Well, actually, we are going to do a screen share on Zoom. And we're going to... One hour and 37 minutes. So 97 minutes. I'm good. So I'm going to pass out. Yes. How does it only have a 6.9 on IMDb and a 58 on Rotten Tomatoes? Fuck all of you. Maybe communists. Goddamn Listen. Okay, guys. I'm still really trying to get people to watch Frozen 2 that won't watch it because they don't want me to sing along. And that's not fair. No, I think we're going to watch in January Bleached. I want to watch. I've never seen that either. It's the Kurt Cobain documentary. Okay. Oh, that- bu- our Patreon Andrew's wife will be all over that. Yeah, but they're not in the watch party tier. Isn't that the $10 Ooh. tier? It is the $10 yeah. tier. I think he's there. Oh, I have to double check. Hell yeah, people. I'm pretty sure he signed up for that one just to watch History of the World with us. Yes. I mean, you can always demote. Wait. Your Guess pledge to what? What I watched the other week. What? Um, Princess Bride. You've never seen that? No. Oh my god! Did you cry like Greatest Showman when I made you watch that? No. Oh my god! It, it was so bad. It's what? You're not allowed to talk right now. <laughs> no. It was like it was good bad. No, no. It's just okay. sweet. No. Okay, Kevin, what are we talking about this week? We are talking about killer pets. Pets that kill. I was going to say, not pets that are awesome and be like, you have to get these pets. Because they're pets pets. that will kill you. Oh, you should totally get these pets. No. So, like, listen, if you hate your in laws, get them these pets. Good plan. All right. So, Brandy has random snippets. Kev, do you have one story or several? I have one overarching that has many parts. Fantastic. So, Brandy, you're garbage. You go first because yours are short. 
Okay, so listen. <laughs> when I turn 60, what are you going to buy me? Why do you think you're going to make it to 60? I'm not. But if I make it to 60, what animal would you buy me? I'm not planning that far ahead. <laughs> no, you'll be lucky if I make you a cake. Okay, you both suck. This lady named Pam was gifted a camel for her 60th birthday. Wait, how did a fucking camel kill Pam? Um, The camel tried to have sex with Pam and <laughs> smothered her. I'm not here to kink shame. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love this episode. <laughs> Is the camel from the commercials? <laughs> so, like, listen, her family didn't want to buy her a camel. Mike, 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 wanted, Mike, Mike. What day is it, Mike? They wanted to give her a llama or an alpaca, but her husband thought that they were too expensive, so he bought a camel instead. Where do you live that a camel is less expensive than any of the other options? Florida. Oh, of course. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That was a good one, huh? Oh, I love that. I love that so much. You see the picture of the camel? You have to put it on the tweeter if you show us I the picture. figure out how to do that. Never mind. You don't get to see the picture. Um, Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Hump day. Yay, yay. So, like, all of these are old people, which, like, also, like, why are old people buying pets? This man named Ricky, the day before he turned 53 was attacked by his pet bull. Where do you get this? And why? Wait, was and he like he home on the range? Is that how you I, I would assume so. No. No. He was in Philadelphia. Wait, where- a friend of mine a friend of mine used to own a uh, cattle farm. Cow. Can your your friend fit a, ca- a cattle farm in Philadelphia? Is there Wasn't work- in Philadelphia. It was it was out near um uh where the hell is Allegheny College? Meadville. It was out near Meadville. Okay, well, this was in Philadelphia, and he died. But how? Uh, the bull attacked him, and he died. Well, I, I was I was hoping more of a story there. Like, he, nah, he was wearing the wrong color shirt, and then the bull nah, charged him. The bull just didn't like him. You shouldn't buy big animals, is what I'm learning. Did it gore him? Because that's what they do in Spain. The bulls will get their Probably. horns tear open your tenant. It just said the bull attacked it. And he died. See, this is where being an agoraphobe comes in handy. Stay away from the goring. <laughs> I guess that's our, one of our weird but trues. <laughs> okay, and then, like, this one is just my worst fear. Because, like, they didn't kill her, but they ate her. What ate who? So, this bitch, Janet, died in her house and her cats ate her well they are scavengers i can't that's terrifying scavengers. i'm done how many cats I, I don't know it just does a lot of them wait but how did she die was it like a pulmonism or i think it was a natural death because no one saw her for weeks and they were like oh where's janet yeah but are we talking like an aneurysm or a heart attack Steph wants the probably deets. an old bitch that died. Steph wants oh. the deets. I love the, the deets. deets. I'm sorry. Show Those me your are my deets. stories. <laughs> oh, that, should be, a, that should be a new shirt for us. Show, show me your deets. 
I'm still waiting on my kink shape shirt. I want it so bad. I'm going to buy a hoodie and wear it every day to work. That is now the plan. I'm not here to kink shape. <laughs> All right, Brandy, you got any more for us? Um, No. Nope, that was it. That was like micro story chunks. I'm sorry. They were, and they were terrifying. The bitch died because the camel wanted to have sex with her. She I'm was, done. What was she wearing? Was she asking she was for it? Mother did that. It doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. <gasps> Kevin. <laughs> you know what though? You had a very good range of animals. I did. Yeah. All right, Kev, what do you what do you have for us in the uh the killer pet universe? Killer whales. <gasps> okay. You suck. Why do I suck? That's not a good one. Yes, it is. You haven't heard the story yet. You cannot determine if it is good or bad <laughs> without hearing the story. I'm fine. This is also this is a uh, killer whale named Tilcom. So he was uh, born in '81, and he died in uh, 2017. So he had a good run. Yeah. Wow. If we could was, all just be that lucky. He's uh, nicknamed Tilly. He was a captured orca who spent most of his life performing at SeaWorld. And, I mean, if you were having to perform at SeaWorld, you'd probably want to kill some people, too. Uh, he was captured in Iceland in 83 at some place I am not even going to remotely try to pronounce because, no. <laughs> About a year later, after that, he was transferred to the... Sealand of the Pacific Ocean in Victoria, British Columbia. He was then transferred in 92 to SeaWorld in Florida, where he sired 21 calves, 20, what, 10 of which are still alive. Hmm. He was, Have they killed he, anyone? I don't know yet. I haven't got that far. Don't read ahead. I can't. You didn't put your notes in the doc. Exactly. So if, you're, <laughs> if, you, want, if you want show notes, don't ask for these because there's nothing there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was heavily featured in CNN Films' 2013 documentary Backlash, which claims that orcas in captivity suffer from psychological damage and become unnaturally aggressive. He was involved in the deaths of three people. Uh, one of his trainers at the now-defunct Sealand of the Pacific, he killed a trespasser in Orlando, and he killed another trainer also in Orlando. Wait, so, how did he get in enough proximity to a few people to 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 kill? Cuz people are stupid. Right, the trainers make sense. They have to re- they have to go through the whole spiel they do in the water and the jumps and all that. The trespasser is the one I'm confused about. Like did the trespasser fall into the tank like or did or did the orca like get out and gun him down like Rambo? I mean, they do beach themselves for the shows, so maybe he just like beached his ass on the 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 the, the slope part of the okay. tank. My hot take: giant motorized scooter. <laughs> Got on the scooter, ran the guy down. <laughs> That's how this it. played out in my mind. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, how do you get from whale to motorized scooter? How else are you going to run down a trespasser? (laughs) 
Do you have a better idea? I'd love to hear it. Actually, I don't. <laughs> but if it's free willy style, maybe rollerblades. Because those were hot in the 90s. I would think it would be more like a skateboard. Like a longboard situation. <gasps> okay. You know what it was? Hmm. Aliens? No. Do you remember those scooters from gym class? Or are you too old for that? The ones where you have to like, go back and forth? A giant one of those. Brandy's voice was just so high pitched. I think only dogs could hear what she said. <laughs> I was just going to say, well, I couldn't understand it. Possibly bats. You might want to check your house. You might have some coming at you right now. <laughs> Listen with your butts, guys, so you don't attract. <laughs> I have one in. I still couldn't understand her. Okay. So, like, the scooters that you, like, would sit on and hold on to, and then you would run your fingers over. <laughs> All-time favorite thing of gym class. Yeah, those were stupid fun, but I, I was the fan of the parachute. I loved that, too. But we bought my nephew one of those scooters, and he wanted nothing to do with it. You didn't show him how to use it. Oh, I did, because I was, like, ready, and I would slide down the driveway, and he was like, that's stupid, and walked away, and I was like, Can I have the scooter, then? No, because now I play with it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so he killed the the killer whale. Let's let's backtrack just, just a tad. Couple of trainers and a trespasser. Yes. I still, I wish there was video of this because it had to be amazing. There probably is. They just won't release it. So, orca attacks on humans in the wild are rare, and there are no fatal attacks that have been recorded as of 2019 in the wild. However, four humans have died due to interactions with captive orcas. And this guy was involved in three of them. That's scary, actually. So we have a mass murdering orca on our hands. He is my hero. Does that make him a serial killer? Yeah, it does. Somebody call NCIS. <gasps> I love Gib. <laughs> That's all she has to add to this conversation. Let's <laughs> wait for more. I'm like, nope. I, I, was, I was like, okay, there's going to be more to this. <laughs> Did you guys miss me? <laughs> the answer is no. So, on February 20th, 1991, his trainer, who is a 21-year-old female marine biology student and competitive swimmer, slipped and fell into the tank containing this whale. Uh, And he ended up killing her. So, there were two other orcas in the tank at the same time. The three of them submerged his trainer dragging her around the pool and preventing her from surfacing. At one point, she reached the side and tried to climb out, but they pulled her back in. (laughs) No. (laughs) It gets better. No. Other trainers nearby threw her a life ring, but the orcas kept her away from it. Ignoring the recall commands, she surfaced three times before drowning and was several hours before her body could be recovered from the pool. Do you know that that is literally the worst death? Is death by drowning. It's the slowest and the most painful. You've literally described my worst nightmare. The whales played keep away with her. <laughs> no. 
Nope. Tilcom was then moved to SeaWorld of Orlando in 92, and Sealand of the Pacific was closed shortly thereafter. July 6, 99, 27-year-old woman, Daniel P. Dukes, was found dead over Tilcom's back while he was sleeping in the pool. What? She had visited SeaWorld the previous day, stayed after the park closed, avoided security, entered the orchid take unclothed. Ooh. Okay. An autopsy found numerous wounds, contusions, abrasions. Oh, I'm sorry. This was a, I'm sorry. This is a guy. My bad. You said Daniel, right? Yes. I'm fucking idiot. Shut up. Well, in today's standards, you don't even really know. I mean, listen, you're not wrong, though. So, despite numerous cameras around and inside the pool that are supposed to monitor, monitor the orca's well-being, SeaWorld claims that the event wasn't captured. Oh, that's bullshit. I just don't want to see a woman try to rape a whale and then die for it. Or a man, rape a whale and then die for it. Oh my god, yeah. do you think that's why it was on its back? It was naked. Right, but like, never mind. I'm it can't be extreme there. skinny dipping. Wait, hold on. I'm not going there. <laughs> the oh, do you want to explain can... the mechanics of how one could wait rape a whale since you have the, the package the autopsy <laughs> concluded oh, that the cause of death was drowning and that no drugs or alcohol were found in the system lies so, so wait hold on do orcas have like the spout on the top of their head <laughs> yes i believe they do Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Do I look like a marine biologist? <laughs> Brandy, get it together, girlfriend. Get it together. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. Not. <laughs> I'm dead. Fuck. On February 24th, 2010, Tilcom killed a 40-year-old trainer named Don. Don was killed following a Dine with Shamu show. The veteran trainer was rubbing Tilcom as part of a post-show routine when the orca grabbed her by her ponytail and pulled her into the water. Some w- witnesses reported seeing Tilcom drag her by the shoulder. Cause of death was anybody? Drowning? And blood force trauma. Okay, so like I have a real serious question. After the first or second death, like this is going to make me sound like a heartless person. Why didn't they kill the whale? They should have just sent it back out to see her to another sanctuary and didn't use it for show. Like, I just, a dog bites a kid once and they get put down. They're endangered? They're protected? You killed three people! I'm a heartless person. Continue. So in 2011, the whale returned to performing. No! No! No. Because the show must go on. I feel like there's a Jurassic Park quote here. Yes, 100%. I believe there is. Wait, I gotta look it up. P- proceed. Uh, however, they changed it so that high-pressure water hoses were used to give them a massage rather than hands, and removable guardrails were used uh, on the platforms. Even OSHA got involved in this. Oh, no. Where was PETA when you needed them, all right? This is like the one time. OSHA restricted close contact between orcas and trainers and reinforced safety precautions on the workplace after Dawn's death. Mm-mm. He was then paired with his grandson, Trua, and were often seen performing alongside each other during the finale of the One Ocean show. 
So there you go. Is SeaWorld find... still open? What's that? Is SeaWorld still open? No. I didn't think so. I can't find the Jurassic Park quote. This is going to bother me. Well, they were open up until in 2017. I don't know when they closed SeaWorld. Like, I might need so elevator stupid. music. You're not allowed to sing it. SeaWorld is still open. Fuck! How is it still still open? open? It closed in Ohio. Well, that's Ohio. Nothing should be open in Ohio. Ohio should just not exist. There should just be a big (laughs) blank spot on the map. When you're you're like, what's that? Oh, that we don't talk. That's nothing. Don't worry. That's the armpit of America. (laughs) It can go away. I am eligible for today's offer from SeaWorld. Let us view what did. Oh, I'm not going to give you my email address. Fuck you guys. You can give them Steph's email address. Let's not. <laughs> a single day pass and all day dining will run you 30 bucks. That's because they're That's desperate. A, where's SeaWorld even at? Florida. Orlando. Fuck, of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> where else would it be? Uh, for $55, you can get a combination of two theme park tickets, which is Aquatica, SeaWorld, Bush Garden, and Adventure Island. I want to go to Adventure Island. Sounds like a fun time. You know what I want to go is I keep seeing those ads for like the Atlantis. Where? How do you get these ads? I went to SeaWorld's website and it popped up. Not you, her. I just get like underwear ads. I don't know. No, it was ads. like Atlantis. Take your family to this like beautiful. Well, it could be based on what you're searching, Brandy. Yeah. Hi. I just bought more sexy jammies. Um, can we all go to the Bahamas? No. Oh. All right, I can't I mean, find Not right point. now. Not right now, obviously, Kevin. All right, guys. Do you want the uh, the long story, the short story, or all of my notes? I mean, all of your notes is probably the long story. Am I wrong? There's two stories in all of my notes. I mean... You pick, honey. Kevin's already on his phone being a loser. Well, we're half an hour in, so I might have half an hour of material if I just go. I'm just mad because I couldn't go. find the Jurassic Park where they were like, you know, you, you, you messed with nature and you shouldn't have. You know, like there was there was a quote from our... Okay, you start your notes. I'm going to search. I mean, Jeff Goldblum is a national treasure, okay? He's right up there with um, Keanu Reeves and Tom Hanks. Fucking love Keanu Reeves. Okay. So So my story is about Travis the Chimp. That's the main story. This is what inspired the episode because I really wanted to do this case. Of course, I'm a long-winded bitch. So if you're only here for Brandy and Kev, feel free to skip to the end. Okay. So there is quite the allure of air quote, adopting a chimpanzee because their care highly resembles taking care of a small child. And for some people, that's very alluring, but it's blurring the lines of nature. You know, we're really good at projecting our own emotions on animals and things. Um, but the, 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 the chimps have like this amazing richness to their natural behavior and they actually have an ability to reciprocate these emotions on some level. 
they're the closest cousins in the animal kingdom, but a full-sized motherfucking chimp can unleash violent anger with brutal strength. Duh. Yeah. So there's like this weird, dangerous obsession with sharing one's life with a 150-pound creature that could kill you. Like, it's, it's like the same people that own the big cats. Like, I can't understand. And like, I they mean, think- like, so you could live with a person that's 150 pounds and they could kill you, too. Well, why weigh more than that? Well, okay. I don't. Hmm. Well, okay. <laughs> so chimps, as much as they're human-like, in nature, they're pack hunters. And a mm-hmm. real, like, a human could never stand the chan- a chance Against a chimpanzee. And I have two cases of this. Ooh. Okay. Because it's like a thing. It's a thing. Okay. So the Are first, they illegal? No. But you have to have a permit to have one. Who lets this happen? Would you rather, would you rather fight a horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? hundred mm. duck-sized horses. No, ducks scare me. No, but their legs horses. are be shorter. So uh, mm-mm. Hold on, wait. Ducks are mean no. fuckers. Ducks are assholes. But like also now I'm picturing like miniature horses and like nope, they'd still kill me. They'd take me over. You're like a whopping hundred and ten ten pounds wet. Yeah, they would take me over. <laughs> they'd be like, oh, fuck this bitch. Eat dicks and die. But what's funny is, is like in North Park um, here in Pittsburgh, you used to be able to feed the ducks. And it, if you piss them off, they would chase your small child ass down and oh, yeah, shit out of you. But the only blessing was, is they had no teeth, which somebody it's needs to so tell awful. Disney. Has anybody watched Darkwing Duck lately? They have teeth no. and it freaks me out. And no pants. No pants? No pants. Animated creatures never have pants. Yeah, it's crazy. Look at Winnie the Pooh. Real ducks don't wear pants either. Mm. I'm just saying. Brandy with the fact drop. Witches, I am in love with this family-run business, Mystical Existence, the bath products that turn your ordinary self-care ritual into a celestial experience. As a witch, my bathing habits are sacred, so I was overjoyed to find products that not only smell amazing, but don't irritate my sensitive skin. My favorite scent is Scorpio which was designed with Maggie's daughter and the perfume her mother used to wear at heart. All soaps, lotions, and bath bombs are handmade with supplies that are purchased from ethical and responsible manufacturers. A portion of the products are vegan for all you animal lovers out there. As the wheel of the year turns, new products are designed to match the seasons. Currently only available In the United States, you can find Mystical Existence on Facebook, Instagram, or at their website, 
mysticalexistence.com. For 15% off, use our promo code MACABRE. That's M-A-C-A-B-R-E. Okay, so the first story is about 33-year-old chimpanzee named Mo in Los Angeles. Um, okay, so LaDonna and St. James Davis. Uh, th- this guy was a NASCAR driver, and he also raced, like, speedboats. He was, like, a big deal. Oh, I have a speedboat story. Okay. So back in the 80s, when, you know, offshore powerboat racing was very popular, there was a guy in Florida, of course, who built all the halls for the powerboat speed racers. Like like the long cigarette boats with like the giant engines out the back. Mm-hmm. So he got contracted by the Mexican cartels to build them cigarette boat hauls to haul their drugs. Okay. The police couldn't keep up with the hauls that he built for the drug dealers. And the police, not knowing that he was building the halls for the drug dealers, went to him to build them their own speedboats to catch the drug dealers. <laughs> so who Damn. do you think got the better halls? <laughs> <laughs> the drug guys? Exactly. <laughs> they probably paid better. And they probably would kill you. D- fair. Fair. So well, anyway, I, I digress. It's, no, it's interesting. But, okay, so I guess St. James had taken a trip to Africa, and he saw... Did he bless the reins? (laughs) Yes. Yes. All right, already off track. So he sees this mama chimp uh, succumb to poachers, and there was a baby trying to suckle the dead mother. And his heart just melted, and he took this baby chimp home with him same yeah so they Brandy actually has a chip living in her house right now no he went home well okay so because this was a very small baby chimp the two saint james and mo were deeply bonded they spent like every second together and he (sighs) even was saint james's best man when he finally married Ladonna. So, you know what this reminds me of? Huh. Mighty Joe Young? A little bit. A little okay, bit. Cool. But it's got a terrible ending, so hold on. That's like, will you yeah. bitches stop interrupting me? No, it's just... You knew what she was getting into. Yeah, they're long stories, so you are going to do it. Um, so, this couple, after they got married, they found out that they were unable to conceive a child. But they were okay with it because they had Mo to, t- to care for. Now, Mo grew up to be 150 pounds, which is top scale for a male chimpanzee. They weigh more than females. In June of 1999, Mo was accused of biting a stranger, and the cops immediately shut down the street that Mo and the Davises lived on, and they came through the back door. They forced James to leave the property so that they could trank Mo and remove him. They had to cage Mo alone because he wasn't properly socialized to hang out with other chimps. 
Mm. He got so depressed, he refused to eat or drink. Finally, they permitted the Davises to visit Mo on the regular basis, and he started coming back around, um, regained some of the weight, um, that kind of thing. Even so, he, question. Hmm. When they went to visit, they go, welcome to the Mo's. Stop it. No. No. That's not okay. Well, of course, no baby. No baby. Baby. Okay. So the neighbors were so fond of the Davises and Mo, they petitioned to have Mo returned to the Davises. I think they got somewhere upwards of 100,000 signatures and it didn't do shit. Oh, um, the authorities, unable to release Mo, sent him to a sanctuary in Bakersville, California. The Davises went to go visit Mo for his 39th birthday. Okay, so they brought up this big, beautiful birthday cake, and they were going to cut a piece for Mo and then give the rest to the other chimps and the staff. So as LaDonna is cutting this cake, a chimp is like staring at her through the bushes. What she didn't know is that four other chimpanzees had escaped and were running around the property. This particular chimpanzee stares LaDonna down and then attacks her. She actually loses her thumb in the process. This like this chimp just bit it the fuck off. So James jumped in to try to distract the chimpanzee from hurting LaDonna. A second chimp assisted said first chimp and they permanently disfigured James by mauling him to near death. Now to save St. James, these chimps were shot mid attack. So unfortunately they couldn't quite save St. James face. So he wound up with a silicone nose, uh, several surgeries later to rebuild up his lips and things. Apparently when, chimpanzees hunts in groups remember i told you that so these two Mm -hmm. were more wild never grew up around humans in the home saw ladonna and attacked and it's very common for chimps when they attack people to go for the face the fingers and the genitals anything that's protruding from the body is immediately to go in fact he's currently waiting on possible hand transplants because there's there's nothing left what sucks is, is this started a media whirlwind of interest. Sometime after, Mo had mysteriously disappeared from the sanctuary, and the Davises are still huge advocates of keeping chimpanzees because it wasn't their chimp that attacked them. So they're waiting for Mo to come home. But, no... Yeah, they think he's he's still roaming around somewhere and that he'll find his way home. It's so sad okay. if you watch interviews with the Davises. You were just attacked by chimps and you want yours back? But it wasn't their chimp that attacked them. What sucks is, is like they're describing this attack and Mo didn't scream, didn't jump around in his cage. He just sat there silently and watched. I want to say it was like some sort of disbelief or something. But this is he not. Was in the, on it. Hmm? He was in on it. <laughs> he 
conspiracy theory. The, the worst attack, though, in U.S. history occurred on the 16th of February, 2009, in Stamford, Connecticut. Okay. Um, the 911 call from Sandra Harold was just horrific. She was frantically trying to explain that her beloved animal had killed her friend. And what's awful is, is you can hear Travis going crazy in the background as she's screaming into the phone. There's a lot of sound clips on the internet, but I, I have a brief transcript if you would like me to attempt to act this out. Yes. Okay. So she's screaming in the phone. different voices. I, oh, I will try. Please hurry up. Please hurry up. He's killing my girlfriend. I need you to talk to me. I need you to calm down. Why do you need someone there? What? God, please. What's the problem? He's killing my friend. Who's killing your friend? Chimp. My chimpanzee. Oh, your chimpanzee is killing your friend? Yes. He ripped her apart. Hurry, hurry, please. What is going on? What is the monkey doing? Please tell me what the monkey is doing. He, he ripped her face off. He ripped her face off. We're going to take gun. her face off. Yeah. She goes, gun. They need to shoot him. Please, please. Hurry, hurry, please. Ma'am, ma'am, I need you to calm down. They're already on their way. I, I can't. I can't. He's eating her. He's eating her. Please, God, please. Where are they? Where are they? <laughs> I think I maxed out my mic, so our sound producer is going to kill the shit out of me for screaming. Like, hold on. Also, how do you stay calm during that? She couldn't. Like, no. As the operator, how do you stay calm? They're trained for that shit. I'm never going to be trained for... He ripped her face off. He's eating her. He's eating her. Yeah. It's, you gotta, after this, you gotta go Google the call because I barely did it justice. Because the chimp is just, you can hear him screaming in the background of this. But did the bitch deserve it? No. Mm. Okay. Maybe. So Travis the chimp was born October 1st, 1995 in an animal sanctuary. Sandra had purchased him for $50,000 in cash. Okay, I have a lot of better things we could do with that. Yeah. I was surprised when I found the figure. I was like, what? I don't even know how accurate that was. I only found one source that said $50,000 in cash, but it was from New York Tribune or something. Um, so she, Sandra brings the chimpanzee home to her husband, Jerome. And they named Travis after their favorite singer, Travis Tritt. Sidebar, if you have $50,000 and you're planning to buy a chimp, donate it to the pod. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag fund the pod. <laughs> I have no shame. I will hoard this shit out of myself. We just need one really rich sugar daddy. Yeah, we do I'll need a sugar daddy. on my butt. Okay. So. Wait, what? <laughs> did you say on your butt? I have a hickey on my butt. Don't ask questions. You better send pictures to the group chat or it didn't happen. It's barely there anymore. It didn't happen then. Didn't happen. Okay, I'll send you pictures. Okay. So Travis. It happened and then panic attacks happened. 
Travis. Are, are Mike dealing with Ginger? Is that what's going on? I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm not driving. Actually, <laughs> yes. I want to know how a hickey on one's ass looks like. I mean, it's like, no. Continue. Okay. So Travis was so human because he was raised like a child by the pair that he did laundry. He would go camping. He could drive a car. Bullshit. He played. No, that reminds me. I have laundry to finish after this. Uh Kevin can't even do laundry. He played video games. He could log into the family's computer to look up pictures. He would love to go shopping with Sandra and her husband. And, uh, he also dined with guests that would come over for dinner and was known to drink out of a wine glass. Nice. And wine was in it, so that monkey got turned. Did he drive afterwards? <laughs> no, you're not going to let your chimp drink and drive. I'm not going to let my chimp drive, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sorry, I crossed the line. Well, the the family decided that Travis didn't need an enclosure because he was so super smart by exhibiting yeah. all these human behaviors. Sure. There was a neighbor named Tony Macari that said that he would even wrestle with Travis on the regular and claimed that Travis was exceptionally careful and knew when to like stop if he got a little too rough. I, the reason why Travis learned to drive a car is the family owned a towing company. What is crazy about Travis is he was actually, like, mildly famous, like the Taco Bell dog. He did, like, commercials for Pepsi and Old Navy. He also made an appearance on the Maury Povich show, and they uh, had him in a stalled television pilot. It just, like, never got off the ground, but he was going to be in a TV series. Okay, so what – this is all adolescent Travis – They grow stronger than pet owners anticipate, especially as they're living in their house. So there's only two minor blips on Travis's record. In October of 2003, the chimp, now 200 pounds, got, like, knocked by something while they were driving around in the family car. Like, somebody threw something at him. And he let himself out of the car and chased down the perp. (laughs) Once he realized that the perpetrator had escaped, he decided now is a good time to play in traffic. So they had to shut down a very busy intersection for somewhere over an hour. One account says several hours. And the authorities who all knew him were having difficulties gaining control over the chimpanzee. What they would do is they would offer him like his little favorite treats to get back in the car, would eat said snack, and then escape again. Me. Yeah, thanks for the snack. I can play some more. (laughs) Me. (laughs) Well, the officers described him as not aggressive, but he was very quick in this like playful demeanor. So finally, he started getting tired, and they managed to get a trank dart in him, and he got sent home. This started regulations in Connecticut to tighten up. So any exotic pets over 50 pounds would have to apply for a permit before they were purchased. The loophole is before said purchase. So they couldn't enforce it on the Heralds because Travis had already been in their possession too long. So, no permit. 
The other blip comes from a woman that alleged that Travis had bitten her and attempted to pull her into a car sometime in 1996. Now, there's no official records taken to document or investigate said claim. So it's hearsay. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is the EPA kind of got involved and they issued a memo to Sandra and Jerome saying that living with an adult champie, what, champie, chimpanzee mm-hmm. was an incident waiting to happen. So part of their argument was that Travis was now a fully sexualized adult. Mm. Chimpanzees at that age would, in the wild, would have sex non-monogamously as often as 50 times a day. Holy fuck. They also have strength of at least five men. And adult chimpanzees are known to be unpredictable and potentially violent. So that's why you see, like, chimpanzee actors um, are all prepubescent. They are not full-size chimpanzees. Huh. Yeah. If they haven't lied to all these years. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're child actors, basically. They all have drug problems? Yes. Actually, yes. We'll get to that in a little bit. So the EPA said that maintaining Travis for the duration of his five to six decade lifetime was not viable, right? Like you cannot sustain that chimpanzee healthily for Mm -hmm. several decades. It's like, it's not going to happen. Of course, like these warnings were ignored. There's like some sort of psychosis that people who own champion, that own the damn monkeys, like have where they just magically think that their pet is different. I mean, like, think about it in, like, people terms. Okay. I have a child who's a serial killer. Oh, I have to. But not my child. He's different. Yeah. Like, I All the warning it. signs are there, but you don't want to admit it because you're right. different. They're special. They are going to be the exception. Right. So after this letter memo from the EPA, Travis was considered harmless, never exhibited even the slightest capacity for violence, and was well-socialized and charming. Now, what was interesting, what I found in my research, uh, however, Sandra chose not to share some certain information with the EP officer. Duh. Yeah. So Harold... Okay, so Sandra had received a phone call from a woman called Connie Casey, who was the breeder. And she explained that Travis's parents, Susie and Coco, had escaped their cages and with a third chimp ran across the ranch, ranch that they were living on to a nearby housing development. This is where a 17-year-old named Jason Coates and some friends were pulling into the driveway from the Dairy Queen. Now, Coates, this kid, 17-year-old, claimed that these three chimpanzees approached his Chevy Candelier, Chevalier, Cavalier, is a Cavalier. Cavalier. And then, yeah, they trapped him and his friends inside the car. They were baring their teeth and rocking the car. Eventually, the kids got out, ran into the house, and grabbed a shotgun. K- 
Casey, the breeder, had arrived at the driveway to trank Susie, who was now, according to Casey and several eyewitnesses, sitting on the edge of the road, stoned, fingering the grass and the flowers. Casey begged Coates not to shoot, but he fired three rounds into Susie and she was dead. So these chimpanzees had escaped and exhibited wild behavior, according to a account from the breeder. Yeah. So Sandra's husband, unfortunately, died of cancer two years after that incident, quickly followed by her daughter because she wound up in a tragic car crash. So Travis and Sandra lived together alone inside the family home. And what's interesting is, is the chimpanzees are capable of brain fart, of being, no, 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 being responsive and nurturing when responding to stress in someone else. So they're mildly, you know, sympathetic. Mm -hmm. The day that Travis snapped, he had been, air quote, rather rambunctious that morning. And he had taken the house keys and let himself out of the kitchen door so he could play outside in the property. Now, Sandra tried to lure him back into the home, but again, obviously not with much success. So Sandra reached out to her best friend and employee, Charla, for assistance with Travis. Now, there are disputing facts. One account says Charla offered to help And in another, Charla said Sandra asked for the help. Either way, um, Charla had been around Travis since he was an infant. So approximately 10 years by one account. And the two had been very close. Uh, Charla also helped Sandra run the towing business after Jerome had died and helped her keep her personal affairs in order. At 3.40 in the afternoon, Charla approached Travis running around the yard trying to give him his favorite Tickle Me Elmo. This is when he charged and attacked Charla. So he was particularly stronger, big shocker, and attempted to bite and tear her face and hands. Uh, Travis... uh, like was getting yelled at by Sandra. What are you doing? Stop it. It's Charla, Travis, stop it, stop it, stop it. Obviously did nothing. So Sandra trying to make this right somehow desperately tried to pry her beloved Travis off of Charla. When this didn't work, she found a metal shovel shovel and attempted to strike Travis in the back of the head to stupefy him. Didn't work. So she went to go get a kitchen knife and stabbed her chimpanzee upward of several times in his upper back. Didn't do shit. Nada. This was like a Hulk situation. Like nothing happened. Mm -hmm. And then that's when Travis looked up at her and gave her, you know, the death stare. So she ran to the vehicle and called 911. And that's the call that I attempted to recreate. So, the police (laughs) couldn't believe what was happening because that was one of their favorite members of the community. 
Travis had spent time with the police. They thought it was like maybe a hoax or something. But when they heard Sandra screaming that her friend was being eaten alive and that she said, like, shoot the damn monkey, that's when they started to take it seriously. And they showed up on the property. I think it was like seven minutes later or some agonizing amount of time. Um, <clears throat> so Tr- Travis left Charla on the ground and charged the police car and he's covered in blood and attempts to open the passenger door. Couldn't quite get it open. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's deranged. He's baring his teeth. He's covered in human blood and he's trying to pry open the car door. Can't quite do it. So he takes off the side mirror and then comes around to the driver's side and attempted to open that. The responding officer um, attempted to put him down with several close-range shots on site because this officer was fucking terrified. And Travis ran off. Now, normally, EMS would wait for a scene to be clear. However, Getting to Sharla was more important. So under police cover, they immediately rushed in and uh, attempted to save her life. And this was at their own peril because they didn't know if Travis was going to come back and tear them to shreds. All right. Are you ready for the graphic depiction of what happened to poor Charla? Yeah. I'm going to laugh. Kevin, are you prepared for this? I've never prepared. All right, it's pretty graphic. Like ready. this is this is the warning right here. Warning. <laughs> so I listened to interviews with the first responders. One guy said that all he could see were some fingers and some teeth and copious amounts of blood, and Charlotte was laying down face down in the ground. Um, what sucks is her clothes had been mostly pulled off and shredded. So she was like practically naked from Travis's attack. When they rolled her over, the female officer said it looked like her hands and her face had been put through a meat grinder. There was just nothing there. Yummy. (laughs) Officers followed the blood trail back into the home. But they had to do this methodically with teams for safety sweeps. By the time they cleared the whole house, they found Travis in the rear of the house near the cage where he usually slept. And that is where he chose to die, probably because it was comforting. But those bullets did manage to take him out. Now, national media blew the fuck up. Like, this this was crazy. Duh. Oh, I can imagine. But what sucks is it's like, okay, Sandra makes the 911 call. And then she's interviewed after this, and she said, he couldn't have been more my son if I had given birth to him. And she was like in denial of the danger that she had put Sharla and herself in that day. Her excuse was, is that people also go crazy and kill each other for no reason. And she was still an advocate of having chimpanzees as pets because they were loving companions. She would own another chimp again if she was given the opportunity. Tell me she wasn't. 
Well, I mean, yeah. okay, so let's let's back up just a bit. Mm. Let me unpack this just a bit. To her Who credit, the fuck gave her this chance? Hold on. To her credit, she valued human life over that of her son slash chimp. Sure she okay. did. It is really hard to draw that line between someone you love and an animal. The, okay, but Sandra wouldn't get a chance to buy another chimp Thank God. because she died a year after. The rumors were that a massive pending lawsuit worth $50 million was against her. And she also suffered from PTSD from a nearly fatal attack against her friend. Okay, so they, they think that her health failed from stress. She's buried next to Jerome, and she is holding the ashes of her daughter from the car crash and the ashes of Travis's cremated remains. That's just weird. Yeah. We're done. We're done. Yeah. That's all. I am not Have a good night, folks. We're done. Not done. This bitch is crazy. Charla was 55 years old when Travis attacked her. She lost her hands. Her face was crushed. Her jaw was ripped off. She lost her nose, lips, and her eyes from the mauling. Just gone. They found Travis's teeth implanted into some of her face bones that remained. His teeth. Mm -hmm. They were so severe that the Stanford Hospital staff that attended to her when she came in had to receive counseling. The surgeon that attended to her, like, was amazed that she was awake and conscious when she was brought to the hospital. What? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. That poor woman. Yeah. Um, Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) So her jaw was reattached, but there was nothing the doctors could do for her eyesight. It was just gone. The scar tissue that remained barely resembled a human face, and she had to have part of her knee grafted to the middle of her face to try to get enough skin to cover the open wounds. So she wore a veil over her face for a significant amount of time because she didn't want to scare anyone. On top of that, there was a heavy bounty from the tabloids to get a photograph of her fucking face. Charla had a incredible amount of medical bills. So a trust fund was established in her name. She also made public appearances to speak out on the dangers of owning exotic pets. I was kind of put through a loop when I watched her appearance on Oprah Winfrey because she said that she was fearful of Travis early on, despite that she would watch Travis for Sandra and feed him if she couldn't get home and shit. The only good thing is, is the trauma caused her not to remember any details from the actual attack, nor did she want to regain the nightmares from that day. So they put her on medication. Uh, Carla also recalls a time when Travis was younger and he jumped up on her back and pulled out a large clump of hair and Sandra just laughed it off because he was like, oh, it's a baby monkey. On that Oprah Winfrey show, she had revealed her face to the audience. And it was, it was nuts. It's so nuts. I'll have to post a picture and pray I don't get banned. Get in Facebook jail. 
Don't post a picture. Well, maybe her and her veiled hat, but I mean, it's, it, oh, it's, it's not even, it doesn't even look poor like a person. Woman. It looks like one of those blobfish. Know. You know what I'm talking about? Like, poor woman. Uh-huh. Yeah. So she did receive experimental hand and face transplants. And they had to transplant not just the face, but the full upper palate from the same donor. So it was, oh. it was revolutionary sur- surgery. What sucks is, is it was originally successful, okay, but she had some sort of, like, infection or illness that caused the hands not to take, so they had to be removed. Mm-hmm. So she has literally no hope of a full recovery, but she's still making process pro- progress as as she goes right. on. But the, this journey is relatively grueling for Charla. So there's only a couple of theories why Travis would attack. Charla had a new hairstyle that day, and it was colored and curled, and this could possibly have made her unrecognizable to Travis. So there was a stranger standing there with his favorite toy, and it scared the shit out of him, and he just went after her. The second theory is that Travis was found with Xanax in his system during the autopsy. Yeah. Apparently, Sandra had put some in his tea early that morning in an attempt to calm him down because, remember, he was being rambunctious. For some okay. people, good plan. Yeah, well, some people, when they're taking Xanax, it can trigger hallucinations, paranoia, and rage. Yep. Mm-hmm. The last theory is that it's a simple fact that Travis was a wild fucking animal. They're smart, they're intelligent. And they they grow. And because they're so fucking smart, it can lead to boredom and destructive behavior. Once they reach adulthood, they're physical and demanding, leaving any chimp owner really unable to control their behavior. And even when they're raised in captivity, they are retaining these wild instincts, making them unpredictable. Their moods can change from friendly to violent without an obvious trigger, and they will swing their limbs and bite out of aggression. This is proven. Pet chimps mauled humans. Even people know, like, the some chimps that, mm, I can't even say it. This isn't the first one. It's not going to be the last one. And people know that, and they like, okay, well, this monkey had no previous issue with it. So it's just like, what the literal fuck? Fuck muffins. I want to say that when they are in these situations, it makes them, like, when they're in nature, they're hunting and packs, they're hunting. Okay? But when they're bored and they're trapped in the house, that's just shitty behavior. Like hundred percent. Yeah. All right. So that's it. What did you think about the Travis the chimp story? We're not allowed to have chimps as pets anymore. I've decided. It's now the rules. So if you have a chimp and you're listening, you now have to get rid of it. You broke the rules. You gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. Sell the chip, donate the money to the pod. Yep. <laughs> Good plan. I'll show you my butt. Okay. So, Kev, do you have a weird but true for us? 
You gotta give me time. You gotta give me a warning on this. I never know what order we're gonna do it in, and it takes. Bitch, you get a warning point. one week in advance. You're all. I have. I found some. I don't have them pulled up. You need to give me a warning so that I can have them pulled up, so we don't have to go through this discussion every goddamn time. It's easy. At the end of the last tale, you go before the non-offensive dare. Yeah. Well, there's sometimes we're talking and shit, and you know. No, you lose. You're wrong. That's right. My non-offensive dare list is in the other room, so I'm just going to have to randomly remember one. Great. Good plan. Right? It's solid. Today's weird but true is Inuit tribes in northern Greenland were using iron blades for centuries without knowledge of metallurgy. They made the blades by breaking off pieces of a huge iron meteorite and shaping them with heavy stones. They used meteorite? Yes. That's cool as shit. A cool story, bro. You don't know anything about the thing, but you're making the thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty solid. So like mm-hmm. I said, I have weird but trues. You just got to give me a, you got to let me know when to pull them up. Gotcha. I should probably utilize the group chat in Zoom for that. Kev, <laughs> get your shit ready. Okay, your turn. Okay, my darling witches, it's time for your weekly non-offensive dare. You must be a Patreon to participate so you can earn points for your house. Each month, the house with the most points gets to vote on weekly non-offensive dares, topics of future episodes, and so much more. Each week, once you've gotten your dare, you must safely and creatively complete a post on social media so that we can see that you've done the task. You can tag us at Twitter at Macabre Academy, or you can tag us on Instagram at The Macabre Academy, and you must include a hashtag with your house name to obtain the points. The world is a fucked up place. These dares are designed to bring silliness and random acts of kindness into the world. You must safely complete your dare. If you are unsafe, your points will not be counted. You can also earn additional points for your house by being the first to submit episode corrections to us at themacabacademy at gmail.com. Also, if we use your ideas or stories in a future episode, more points may be awarded. Let's return to the podcast to see what your weekly non-offensive dare will be. Actually, Brandy, do you want to come up with a non-offensive dare this week? No, I'm not good at coming up with shit. I'm garbage. I'm really trying to remember what's on the list, and I fucking can't. Um, decorate? No, because not everyone celebrates Christmas. I don't know. Decorate your house. No, all right, I'll get the list. Don't be sad because hi, I'm sad. I'm I'm getting the list. Sound maiden elevator music. Okay, Kevin. Kevin, do you wanna know about my life? We should we should do a post-podcast group discussion. No, because I'm going to bed. I already took my jammies off. I work in four hours. Well then we can do a group discussion some other time. We're going. You know, guys, to we are not. There's a lot of shit going on. We are not very professional. I'm just. I'm gonna we never claimed to be. They knew what they were getting into. I introduce myself as hot garbage most of the time. You get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. 
I think I am going to choose a dare unless Jins want to give me a number. 98. You've already chosen 98, dear. Have I really? Yeah, that's paint your face like a house animal from episode six. God damn it. 79. You already picked that one. Motherfucker. Yeah, that was trying new exercise, and Yins all got mm. mad at me. Number three. You chose that one, episode yeah. 12. That was actually no. uh, the supernatural episode, Eat a Spoon of Hot Sauce. Oh, yeah, that didn't happen. Um, what number haven't I chosen? <laughs> There's a lot. We're only 33 dares into 100. Oh, lives. number 45. <laughs> Fuck. Am I regretting this? Yes. Oh, damn it. <laughs> it's just weirdly appropriate out of nowhere. Adopt a new pet. No. No. Get eaten by a pet. No. Yes. <laughs> okay. This week, dearies, your non-offensive dare is to clean your room. Motherfuckers. <laughs> Kevin didn't see my depression room. Oh, that's why it's funny. <laughs> Kevin, do you want to see my depression room? Or, I mean, or you could just sit up, one of the two. Yeah, no, hold on. Uh, okay, look. So this is the one corner. And this is the other corner. It's so bad. I mean, it looks like my house on a normal day, so. Like, it's so bad. All right, so Brandy's doing the non-offensive dare because Yins don't know how clean my room is, but it's very clean. You guys suck ass. That's my giraffe that I sleep with. Because I'm a child. Yeah, actually. uh, No hate here. Right? Okay. So, we have the Witches of Essex coming up as a request from House Barnum for winning one of the months. Nice. So we got to work on that. I also want our mm-hmm. Christmas episode to mm-hmm. be ghost stories for Christmas. Listen, just- I only celebrate Festivus. <laughs> All right, well, find us a Festivus ghost story then. Your face. Don't look at me in that tone of voice, okay? I don't appreciate it. I think she froze. Who do you think you are? We lost Brandy. Is it really that much of a loss? Oh, you're an asshole. (gasps) Kevin! (gasps) I heard that. You were meant to. Oh, weird wrap-up thing. We also got a listener tale for a UFO experience. Ooh. When are we going to hear this one? Well, I want to add I'm some other... myself to sleep now. What I want to do is have a few listener tales before I read it. Because okay. this one's coming out of House Veritas. It's very good. Thank you, Brian, for sending it to me. But if you have a story that pertains to any of the episodes that we have already done... I would like to to do like a little mini anthology of listener tales again. Well, I know Andrew has a story of a ghostly nature and maybe I can convince him to send it in. 
Well, remember that when you send us stories or ideas for an episode that are independent of house dares and things, you get more house points. So, so yes, that- I will I will try to get him to send it in because it was actually quite hysterical. Okay, good. So guys send do us it stories. And again for a couple episodes to make him happy. No. He didn't like me. I'm yeah, just giving the fans have- what they want. You have a whole house. Sophia's like your best friend now. See, if you were giving the fans what they want, you'd have the OnlyFans up by now. Ah. Uh, all right. We keep we keep losing brandies. This is probably Listen, a good time. I just got more sexy jammies, so I'm down. <laughs> okay, bye. She's being done. All right. We'll see you next week, guys. Hopefully we have our shit together. We won't. I doubt it. Don't, don't well yeah. don't forget that on the 10th history of the world part one yes same bad time same bad channel same expired parent coupons we'll catch <laughs> you're gonna all watch me follow <laughs> this podcast was brought to you by nerdy witch in partnership with sound maiden we want to thank all of our wonderful patreons For updates, please follow the Macabre Academy on Facebook. Remember to like, share, and listen exclusively on Buzzsprout. Soon, we'll be available wherever you listen to podcasts.